Hello and welcome to Killing It Quickly. Killing It the Crimecast, where we do it quickly. It is Killing It the Crimecast, but quickly. Killing quickly, quickly, but killing. I'm Sam. I'm Lux. And that was not a quick intro, ironically. This is a indubitably. Yeah, this is just a short mini episode. You guys know what these are now. You know the drill. You know what goes down. You know how the hot dogs made. This is a, so make it, do it, make do it, it, do, do it, it right it. now, do it. We will, Jesus. Um, so yeah, we're going to be doing a couple of small little cases, uh, just because we are busy, busy beans. And um, yeah, should we just let's just jump straight into it? Let's do it. You let's go do first. It right now, I'm going to go, go on, first. Go on. Yeah, why not? I've got a little mystery for you. Oh. It's a cool little tale. This is the story of Pearl Lusk and Olga Trapani. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. This is interesting. This is a good one. I promise. So wait, it's a mystery as in you're not starting out with a mystery. It is the story itself is a mystery. No, the story is not a mystery, but it's a cool little, you know, it's a story. You get there. Take me through it. Okay, so I'm going to take you. I'm going to go. Let's go back. back you in go the, and take me there. Let's go into the way, way back machine. And we get to 1946. 19-year-old Pearl Lusk has just graduated from high school and moved to New York City. The Big Apple. Home of Frank Sinatra and habitual wife beating. Did you just say Sinatra? I did, yeah. <laughs> All right, fair, yeah, okay, I can't say things right. Fine, geez. Gosh, Sinatra. Um, she was a very pretty girl, and she got a job as a sales girl in a department store in Manhattan. She was doing very well until after Christmas. The Christmas rush had ended and jobs were lost, including hers. Uh, she found herself unemployed. Mm. A few weeks before she lost her job, she met a good-looking fellow by the name Alan LaRue. A guy and a gal in Manhattan, New York City, Big exactly. Apple making love. Alan LaRue. So, what was that accent? Alan LaRue. Oh, Boston, like a, New York, right, Manhattan. Right. Come on, let's go for a coffee. He's coffee. literally like... Hey, hey, darling, you want to come with me for a drink? Let's go to the bar. I, I can't, whatever. And she said yes. Um, no, he asked her to go for a drink and she actually declined because huh. she was a respectable young lady. But a few days after she lost her job, that was a couple of weeks before. Yeah. A few days after she lost her job, she ran into LaRue again. She was like, girls got to eat. On the, literally, yeah. yeah. She was like those girls who have Tinder profiles that say like, I'm only here to get free food. Or the girls who just do it and don't say it on their Tinder Oh, yeah, they just do it, yeah. Um, so she said yes, obviously, because she was a little bit down. She might want something to cheer up, cheer her up. So the first date was a bit like, you know, it was fine. The beginning was fine because Pearl was still pretty sad about her job. It had happened like two days earlier. Yeah. LaRue, on the other hand, very much had a job. And he told her that he was employed as an investigator and adjuster for an insurance company. He told her that he had been investigating a woman named Olga Trapani, he told Pearl that she was the main suspect in the theft of a number of stolen jewels. Oh no, a jewel thievery exactly. is afoot. Exactly, and I'm sure at some point he used the line like, yeah, I'm investigating a stolen jewelry case, and I, got, I'm, I might be a suspect because I'm stealing you, Pearl, hey. Aye. Oh, that's a good one. Hey. hey, guys. It's like high-fiving random strangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, nice. So, knowing she needed a job, LaRue asked Pearl if she wanted to work with him as his assistant in helping him catch this potential jewel thief. Just to spend more time with her, I'm guessing. Oh, we'll get into this. Pearl was a big fan of detective stories, and she was very excited at the idea of being part of this investigation. She was now going to be like, Pearl, 
private investigator. Literally the dream. If I just met someone in the street and they were like, do you want to join my investigator team? I'd be like, hell yes, I quit everything. Yeah, just like Pearl Lusk, bitch be investigating from dawn till dusk. Oh, yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just keep saying, like, there's not enough words, just Boyston, coffee, and then you're done. Like, there's nothing else I can really say. So, LaRue took Pearl to Olga's place of work and pointed the suspect out to her. For the next few days, Pearl followed Olga around, gathering information, learning about what trains she took. On Monday, December 30th, literally four days after the drink with LaRue, LaRue gave Pearl a package and he said it contained a hidden camera. He told her it was a special camera that took X-ray photographs. When was this again? 1946. Uh, like, I actually researched this. The X-ray, I believe, was invented like seven years earlier in 39, okay. I think. It'd been around. He told her it was a special camera that took X-ray photos and Pearl was instructed to follow Olga and take a picture to see if she was hiding the jewels, like under her clothes. Right. Pearl followed Olga. And while she was getting on a train, she pointed the box at her, pulled the wire that was meant to make the camera go off. Oh my God, was it a gun? No, nothing happened. Oh. Nothing happened. And she assumed the picture had been taken. She got on the train and headed home. The next morning, Pearl let, met LaRue again, and he informed her that the picture didn't take, or it didn't go off. Mm. So he gave her another, much heavier, and supposedly more powerful camera. He told her to remember to aim it low at her waist. That's probably where she's carrying the jewels. Right. right. Aim low. Pearl, again, knowing Olga's schedule, followed her to the train she took every day. And again, like before, pointed the box at her and pulled the wire. There was a loud bang. Olga fell to the ground and started screaming. It was a gun. A police officer ran up to Pearl and asked what happened. And she said, I just took this woman's picture and somebody shot her. Now, I didn't do a Boston accent because she just moved to Boston. So she's just like English, apparently. <laughs> apparently so. It wasn't until the officer opened the package and revealed that the camera was not in fact a camera, but a hidden sawn-off shotgun mm. that Pearl realised that she was the one who had shot Olga. The officer said, Why did this woman shoot you? to Olga. And Olga replied, She didn't shoot me, you fool. My husband did. I'm gonna die. Well, he got me this time. <gasps> right? Yeah. This is so cool. Olga was taken to the hospital, and it was after several questions that this mystery was solved. Are you ready? I'm ready. Olga Trapani used to be called Olga Rocco and was the ex-wife of Alphonse Rocco, who had been insanely jealous since they split up. He had been doing a lot of horrible stuff to her since they'd broken up. The police showed a picture of Alphonse Rocco to Pearl and she confirmed that she was being shown a picture of the lovely insurance investigator Alan LaRue. Ooh. Yeah, the police were already searching for Alphonse because a few weeks earlier, he had taken his ex-wife hostage at knife point. Oh my God. In his car and had taken her to a lodge that he'd rented for five days. Fuck. She managed to escape by convincing him that they needed to drive back so she could pick up more clothes. And she obviously escaped. Smart girl. So they were already looking for him. And also there were some other like crazy stories. Why is she keeping, not a victim blame, but why is she keeping the same schedule and getting the same train every single day when she knows that her ex-husband is like a psycho that's out to get her? There aren't different ways to go. She's just taking the train. She's just living her life. Yeah. I mean, again, not to victim blame, but if I was if I was being targeted and I knew it, I'd pretty much change routes. I understand. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. That might be the case. But then again, 
he wasn't following her. Maybe the reason he needed someone else to do it was because he knew that she'd see him following her. Stuff like that. Yeah. But a bunch of other weird stuff happened. There's one story that made me like go like freak out. She was just in her house, minding her own business, and she saw she, she thought she saw some movement in the garden. Looks over, nothing there. And a minute later, she felt a sharp pain in her leg. What? She looked down and her leg was bleeding and she didn't find what it was. But obviously her husband had been hiding and had like thrown or, or shot some projectile at her and it had like got her leg and she was bleeding out of her leg. Fuck. And she had no idea what it was. Really creepy stalker level stuff. Wow. This man is just... Yeah. So they searched for Rocco and they eventually caught up with him. Rocco stole a car and drove away from the police, brandishing two guns somehow. <laughs> Don't Driving know with his feet. Yeah, literally just like one of, one of the guns is in his feet. He evaded the police for a while and managed to find a place to sleep in a forest. But this just gets weirder know, and right? weirder. The police eventually found him and fired some warning shots. But after Alphonse fired back a number of times, they shot to kill. And with three bullets passing through Alphonse's sleeping bag, he was killed. Wow. Pearl was released by the court several days later, and Olga actually survives. No one dies Yay! apart from the guy who is a crazy ex-husband who tried to kill his ex-wife. She was in hospital hospital for two months and ended up suing the state of New York for 200 grand, <gasps> which in today's money is about 2 million. Nice. Get some, Olga. Because she claimed the police had failed to protect her from her husband. Fair enough. And a judge disagreed. He, he agreed that the, the city failed to protect her from her husband, but he completely disagreed that they pr- failed to protect her from a woman she'd never met firing a concealed weapon that she didn't know was a weapon. Yeah. That's not something you can plan for. No, of course not. But she won, which is really good. And it's true. They didn't protect her. Anyway, to finish up on a little high note, Olga and Pearl actually became casual friends. Oh, how and lovely. occasionally spent time together after all of that. Very nice. So that was my little story. So that... she ends up essentially being a millionaire and having a new bestie. Exactly. Although it says casual friends. Where? So that was the story of Pearl Lusk and Olga Trapani. Nice. So should we get on to your story? Heck yeah, we should. So my source from this was entirely from one website, spookyisles.com. Yeah, that's right. Little chuckle. Spooky Isles. Spooky Isles. It's just these isles. They're so spooky. They're spooky. Elizabeth Sawyer was born in 1572 and lived in Winchmore Hill, which is north of London. James VI of Scotland became King of England in 1603, and he put an emphasis on the persecution of witches. Okay, yeah. Standard. That's something that has to be dealt with. Yeah. These pesky witches. Pesky, pesky. At this time, pretty much anything could be put down to witchcraft. And we all know that basically, if you're a cranky old lady, then you'd be accused of being a witch. Elizabeth Sawyer had one eye, a hunched back, and obviously people are going to say she's a witch. Yeah. And it didn't help that she was foul-mouthed and (laughs) bad-tempered. kind of love this lady, though. (laughs) Her physical attributes were thought to display her accursed soul. And in her trial, she was described as being, quote, most pale and ghost-like, without any blood at all, her body crooked and deformed, even bending together. Bending together. Like all contorted. So weird. So people were always saying that she was a witch, but it never really went anywhere. That is, until she had a fight with her neighbour, one Agnes Ratcliffe. Okay. 
Ratcliffe was, you know, having an average day, just hitting her pig. What? She was just hitting her pig. Is that a, is that a sexual euphemism? Nope. Just just hanging out at home, hitting the pig. <laughs> I like piggy. that, but no, she hitting was hitting the pig. She, oink oink, wink wink. <laughs> nice, but no, she was hitting a literal pig with a stick. And Sawyer saw what what she was doing, so she shouted at Ratcliffe that the strike would be a very dear blow upon her. Okay. Yeah. So That's she's it. she's striking her pig, and then Sawyer says, that blow is going to be a very dear blow upon you. Four days later, Ratcliffe was dead. From what? Well, the obvious answer to how she died... Hit by a stick. ...was not of some illness that had yet to be discovered and or cured, but it was that she'd been killed by Sawyer's witchcraft. Of course. Of course. Obviously. Duh. She's I... got one eye and a crooked back. Obviously she killed her neighbour. So Sawyer, naturally, was brought to trial, where she maintained her innocence and she was actually found innocent as well. Oh, that's good. Despite this, she was in prison while she was awaiting trial, and at that time you had to pay for your prison stay, because obviously you were fed and stuff like that. Yeah. So we went to go visit the Clink Prison Museum, remember? That was really fun. And people would... It was really fun. I'd recommend to anyone visiting London. But people would just starve in there because you pretty much had to keep paying to be fed and obviously you couldn't work so your family members would have to pay for you and she was just a lonely old woman so she couldn't pay and she didn't really have any family members who could do so for her so because of this she ended up at Newgate Gale as in jail okay Newgate is actually where the old Bailey is now oh wow yeah so Newgate prison is the oldest prison in England and it was demolished in 1904 and the old Bailey was built on top built on top of it for those who don't know the old Bailey is a really famous courthouse yeah um, in, in London obviously. It, yeah in London so she was in Newgate Gale when she was visited by the Reverend Henry Goodcole and it is thought that he tortured her into confessing to witchcraft oh my god so she ends up confessing that she'd killed Ratcliffe not only this but she confessed to him that the devil would visit her in the form of a large dog named Tom. Okay, if I'm being tortured by a crazy priest into into saying that I'm like witchcraft, and they say like, the devil visits me in the form of a dog, and he just went, what's his name, you filthy witch? I wouldn't just be like, Tom, Dave, uh, Kevin, uh, Bob. I'd literally be like, Beelzebub. Yeah, literally. Why the fuck would you think of like, uh, Tom... uh, why, why, Tom? Uh, I don't know. Like, Tom. Tom, Keith. Maybe that was like her ex-husband or something. Just, just Bruce. <laughs> just like um, it's like oh, it's Satan again. It's like you're right, mate. It's me, Bruce, the dog. The dog. Uh, obviously, I'm Satan. So the confession that she made to this reverend was accepted by the court, and she was hanged at Tyburn, which is actually near where the Marble Arch stands now. And she was 49 when she was hanged. Her case inspired the play The Witch of Edmonton by William Rowley, John Ford and Thomas Decker. Oh. And it's actually a really famous play. Oh, okay. And that's that story. That is pretty nuts. Yeah. Literally, it's times when like the ramifications for your actions are so crazy. It's like she literally was starved in prison, tortured, condemned to death because she told off a woman for hitting the pig. And because she looked... And because she looked odd. And she was a bit cranky. That is ridiculous. I know. Absolutely ridiculous. But it doesn't mean I'm not going to be wary of one-eyed women casting what sound like curses on me. 
Oh, for sure. Be wary, but you know, I'm, I'm going to keep don't an kill eye. Them. I'm going to keep an eye out. God knows they did. <laughs> nice. All right, shall we? I think that's it. We're all done. Uh, you can uh, find us on iTunes. Give us a five star review, and we'll give you a cheeky little shout out. We love it. Instagram is Killing It Crimecast. Twitter is Killing It Crime, and we now have a Facebook page. Just look up the podcast name. Heck yeah! Just a cheeky little Killing It Crime. We sign off immediately. We don't mess around. It's just like, oh, your story's done? We're we're out. Bye. Goodbye. See you next time. <laughs>